Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Disruptive Mother Podcast. And today I have a wonderful guest with me. This is my friend, Lark Galley. And I'll just read a little bit about her. She's worked in the corporate world for 25 years. And after her father passed away unexpectedly, she left her father. You know what? I'm totally going to start over. I am so sorry. It's okay. (laughs) We can edit. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Disruptive Mother podcast. Today, I have a wonderful disruptive mother with me. This is Lark Galley, and let me just read her bio to you so you can learn a little bit more about her. After working in the corporate world for 25 years, Lark left to run her father's trucking company when he passed away unexpectedly from suicide after struggling with mental illness for most of his life. Her business experience allowed her to streamline the company, and nine months later, she was working only one hour a week. Realizing there were many entrepreneurs who could benefit from her experience, Lark started her own consulting business. Her 19-year-old son's suicide in March 2019 reinforced what she had been hearing from many of her high-achieving clients, that they felt unworthy and incapable of reaching their goals. Lark went from coaching on the externals to focusing on why each person matters. Her goal is to help 100,000 people choose to stay on this planet and to step into their greatness. And I just love that because that that is so needed, so neat, especially right now in this crazy, crazy world. And I I, I, I so agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why it's your mission, and you definitely have the experience to do this. Um, so the reason why I wanted you to come on this podcast is because you really are a disruptive mother, in the sense that you want to change the world, and yet you are a busy mom. You have a lot of things going on in your life. You want to tell us a little bit more about how you do it as a disruptive mother? Sure. So first of all, it it comes back to the why. You know, what is my why? What is it? The reason that I'm getting up when it's hard, when it's emotional, when it's not easy, it comes back to that why of um, blessing 100,000 lives so that they choose to stay and helping so that not one other parent has to experience what my husband and I went through because it has been so devastating. And honestly, if you told me 20 months ago, Molly, hey, you're going to be on my podcast and we're going to talk about how you talk about suicide prevention, I would have said, oh no, that's not me. I am never going to talk about suicide prevention and I am never going to air dirty laundry and talk about my fails as a parent. And yet the calling was there. And that's the important thing. Um, We all have different callings in life. And mine just is a little bit more visible just because you don't stand up on your soapbox and tell the whole world and write a book and get on podcasts and and talk about a very um, sensitive topic. Doesn't mean you aren't 
fulfilling the mission that you have. And so number one, it's, it's finding that why that's bigger than you. That's, that's so important and scheduling time in your day. And for me being on people's podcasts, talking about this, it's, it is a priority. I would also say that there are seasons in life. My youngest daughter turns 20 this month. So fortunately for me, I don't have, you know, young kids that I'm trying to champion through school per se on a daily basis and uh, I I am grateful for that but I will say being in the corporate world having a very busy corporate job I traveled around the world when my kids were young I can appreciate that the two full-time jobs that a lot of women go through both you know in their own work and then with um, with trying to take care of kids full-time and it's a matter of scheduling and getting help and uh, allowing them to be as responsible and take on kind of their own stuff yeah for sure and i love what you said that you know 20 months ago you never imagined yourself doing this and it has taken real courage to stand up and to listen to that calling and to act because this isn't an easy thing to do but i know that like, I'm so grateful that you're doing that, that you're spreading this message. And I'm sure there are plenty of other people out there, too, that are so appreciative. But it, it's not an easy thing to do. To No. <laughs> step it, up. It's not. It's really not. It's gotten a little bit easier, and I've gotten a little more comfortable with it. But still, it, it's never easy to talk about, you know, suicide within your own family, right? Um, I look at a friend of mine whose daughter died just a couple months after my son. Uh, her daughter died by an unintentional overdose. And her mission now is helping to raise the three children that her daughter left behind. Um, that's not my mission, right? That's her mission. And so, like I said before, sometimes we, we all have different things that we're called to do and to step into that we did not think, you know, when we started out in life, this is what my cause is going to be. For sure. So why don't you just give us like a, a brief rundown on how you actually could shift from what seems like a, what is a horrible thing to have happen in your life to turning it into something amazing where you're helping so many other people. Well, five years prior to my son's death, my father had died by suicide and I went into five months of depression. I didn't understand it at the time. It wasn't until I came out that I was like, wow, I don't remember how my kids got fed. I don't remember things that happened. I would go to meetings uh, because I'm taking over his business and being the executor of his, his estate. I would take notes. Two days later, I couldn't even remember being in the meeting. And so that's how kind of far gone I was mentally. When my son died by suicide, I, st I started to go into that dark hole. I felt it pulling me there. And my family was a complete mess. And I realized that I did not have the luxury of hiding like I wanted to. I wanted to just go into my room and never, ever come out again. I was never going to post about it. I was never going to talk about it. And over the next couple of days, I had three different moms who reached out to me. These were friends of mine who had teenage children that were my son's age. And they told me how afraid they were for their children who were already struggling. And if you're familiar with copycat suicide, you know, one child dies by suicide, then you have another and another and another. 
And I realized this was not about me. Uh, was I a terrible parent? Why didn't I know he was struggling? Why didn't I see anything? It wasn't about him and his struggles. It was about helping these children because I couldn't change the past. But if I could say something and speak up and change the course of these children's lives, I will have changed the world. Just one, one thing. Sometimes it's just one word and it can change the world. And that's sort of what flipped the switch for me. And I started talking about it and I got really passionate about it. And I started talking with other parents who had lost children and looking into resources and saying, we need help. Suicide is the number one killer of youth in Utah. It's the number two killer of youth nationwide. And so if you are a parent and you are like me saying, that will never happen in my household, because that's what I thought, Statistically speaking, you will be impacted in a close way. And we need to talk about this with our children so that it doesn't impact us, you know, so close to home. Yeah, for sure. And I love how you were able to be so courageous and, and you realized that you didn't want to go back to where you'd been before because you didn't like that. And... And, and you know you can't be effective in that dark hole, right? And yeah. and my children needed me, my husband needed me, and I and I realized that if I stepped into that dark hole, even for five months, five weeks, the rest of my family might not be there when I came out. That's that's how scary it was. Yeah, that is scary. And and by being able to look forward and look outward is how you were able to shift and yes. to see that you had to be courageous for your family and not only for them, but to help all these other people stay on the planet who are struggling. Yes. And you know, we are struggling. Every, everybody struggles. And the more we talk about suicide um, and we make it a, a topic that is open and not uh, with the stigma around it, then people can have they feel freer to talk about it because when we don't talk about suicide, when we, you know, we show our happy pictures on, on Facebook and Instagram and, and all these kids are seeing the happy pictures and they're not seeing the sad, then that creates this feeling that they're alone and they're isolated and they must be the only one that's feeling this way. When, you know, as adults, we know they're, they're not the only one, right? Everybody struggles but we have to make it so that they feel comfortable talking about the struggle. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I think adults are affected too. <laughs> you know, we, we, we <laughs> maybe know it on one level that, that everybody really struggles, but we can still fall into that trap too, where mm -hmm. we start to feel like right. we're all alone too. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you look at, you know, the year 2020 with this pandemic and the lockdown and you're creating all of the circumstances that go into increasing suicides, right? Because of the isolation, yeah. um, suicides are up in 2020 by 30%. And we don't want that. We need to combat that and figure out, you know, especially as parents with children who are in that high risk category. Yeah, for sure. And actually this, this makes me think of something that you have in your bio too because you say you want to help people choose to stay on the planet and step into their greatness and and i think that not only do we want people to choose to stay on the planet but but we do also want them 
to step into their greatness. And I think that's something that's been lost a bit. We're, as human beings, we don't really realize how much good we can do for others and how much we can impact other people's lives. Sometimes we're, we're satisfied with mediocrity, right? You just go along to get along. I believe that every person has a reason why they were here on this planet. And if they can embrace that and accept it and be willing to stand up and tell their story, it's their story. And that story will make a difference and will make an impact in the world. And we are all connected more so than I ever would have realized. And we have the power to change one person's life who will then change another person and another person. And that's why we're so connected. We need each other so very badly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And that's exactly what I want to try and inspire in this podcast is that we need to step up from the status quo of just being mediocre. Mediocre? Yes. Mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes messing up our words, you know, and it's okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and and step into that greatness of being able to help other people around us even when or especially when we've had hard things in our lives and in fact I've often heard it said that your mess is your message you yes. know and when we can get and, messes we can help other people yeah sorry. exactly because you know you've been well as I say you've been through that mess you know how hard it is and just because we are sharing our mess does not mean that it's like easy it doesn't you know doesn't make it all go away but it allows us to have empathy for someone else in a way that, that is just not possible without having gone through like some deep trauma yourself. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and it is what makes life really valuable when we can step out of the muck where we're just trying to survive and when we can start looking outward and we can start helping other people because we all have like you were saying we all have our own stories we all have our own experiences but if we keep them to ourselves it doesn't help anyone else right exactly you know? <laughs> exactly and and i know that every person who's listening you have something inside that you want to share and sometimes it might be scary but i will promise you that if you're willing to talk about it talk about the childhood trauma the abuse or you know the the neglect whatever it is in your past that's really hard once you start talking about it that 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 truth will set you free so to speak you know and with my father, I never talked about his suicide. I had friends, good friends who never knew how he died. And it was only through talking about my son's suicide that I could finally heal. And I just feel like it's so freeing to speak these things that we're often taught in society, oh, we don't talk about that, or it's keep quiet, it's not pro appropriate. No, you know, talk about it, let's put it in the open, and then it doesn't control you anymore. Yeah, that is wonderful advice. And in fact, it's time to wrap up. But I did want to mention that um, Lark has written this book here. You can find it on Amazon. And that's her story. And I know that's going to help many of you. And also, do you have any places where listeners can connect with you? We will be doing sure. another whole podcast too, where we go in deeper. But yeah, let us know where, where our listeners can connect with you. So my website, Lark Dean Galley, it has resources. Um, so 
uh, as I've been looking over these past 20 months about suicide prevention, what can we do? Because parents would come to me and say, okay, you've told your story, now what? And I was kind of like, I don't know, now what, right? <laughs> so I started compiling these resources, uh, one of which is working with a clinical therapist, a psychologist who has got some great courses on parenting. And he offers a monthly membership that is a really reasonable price you know, cheaper than just one session. You can have access to all his database and a live group session once a week. Um, so it's, it's really great resources if as a parent, you know, you're kind of struggling or how do I go about talking with them? How do I parent them? Or maybe you're dealing with some stuff yourself and you're struggling yourself. What, what are some things you can do? So he and I are going to be working on some courses together, specifically suicide prevention and and dealing with the grief that that comes when we have a loss. That's that sounds like some amazing resources you've got there. And so yeah, check that out at larkdeangalley.com. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today and for being a disruptive mother and for following that <laughs> calling in your heart to speak up and speak out because I know it's going to help so many people. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.